Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're about to listen to the incredible Amber Fillerup-Clark, founder of Day Hair and Social Media Sensation. You don't want to miss this. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who've built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable in Maine has been an incredible journey so far, but I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder, keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to inspire and hopefully help each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you're an entrepreneur or simply just curious to know how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce you, our guest for today, the wonderful Amber Fillerup-Clark. Amber is a content creator, an entrepreneur, and a mother who started her blog, The Barefoot Blonde, and is now taking over social media, with over 1.3 million followers on Instagram and listed as one of Forbes' top influencers. But if that wasn't enough, she's now the founder of Day, a vegan and cruelty-free hair care brand based in sunny Arizona, Amber, thank you so much for being on today's podcast. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, I think there's so much to talk about. And also as a fellow Next Big Thing hair brand in Sephora, I think we have a lot that we can discuss. So first things first, Amber, how how did they begin? And tell us about your story as well. Yeah, so for a bit of context, um, 10 years ago is when I started my blog. I was in hair school at the time. And I've always really loved hair. But when I went to hair school specifically, I felt like up until that point, I never really felt like I had my thing. Like everyone else seemed to be like so passionate about like soccer or being a doctor or whatever it was. And I never had what I was passionate about. So when I went to hair school, I felt like it just instantly clicked with me. And I felt like this is my thing. Like I feel like I'm good at this. And I'm so passionate about it. Um, So that was a really exciting moment. And in that time, I just really wanted to share my hairstyles with people. So I would take selfies far before they were cool and share them and film really poorly lit hair tutorials on YouTube. And I just kind of wanted to share them with people. So that's kind of how it all started. And I always knew I wanted to have a hair care line. And then when we moved to Arizona, it kind of all started falling into place. Hey, that's incredible that I think a lot of people who built brands and beauty brands, they don't necessarily, sometimes it's built on like a a round table and it's like, what brand could I do today? But you've actually, you know, you originated from building your audience, cultivating, you know, your audience through your own hair, hair journey and hair knowledge and going to hair school. So a, like, that's amazing. But B, like, I actually want to know, like, was that like an aha moment for you when it came to hair? Did like a lot of people growing up say you have such beautiful hair or were you just interested in it from, from the get go? Yeah, I mean, I definitely always put effort into my hair. Like I was always trying out hair extensions and doing cool braids. And I've always been very into braids. That's like my signature thing, I guess. So yeah, I've always loved hair, but I never... 
I guess like growing up, I always thought I had to go to college and I didn't think that hair school was like an elevated option, I guess. Like it felt like it wasn't quite as good. So I tried out college and honestly, I just was never like, I'm, I don't know that I'm not a good student or what, but I just wasn't passionate about anything. And so I was like, okay, I don't care. I'm going to go to hair school and just try it out. And so, yeah, I think for me, it was an aha moment. I'm just like, I don't care if this path is different. This is what I really love. And I think, yeah, when you do when so. you, what you really love in life, you really do find success. And sometimes we have to go through those decisions of what we think is the right path or just trying it out to really understand that it is actually what you're passionate about is always going to be the right path for you no matter what. So love that. In terms of like, you know, so you started sharing some of the the hair tutorials and I I know you're so creative because I've actually been watching avidly all your Instagram stories. And I saw you did some really cool braiding recently with a thread. And I was like, this is so innovative. I've never seen this before. So you definitely have that creative (laughs) mind. Um, But did you did you how did like Barefoot Blonde come out? Like what was this um, like your social media following? What talk us through that journey? Yeah, so it really just started with me posting those early selfies, really just to show people the hairstyles I was doing. And then it kind of turned into people asking like, oh, how did you do that? So then I would film a hair tutorial. And then people would be like, well, what are you wearing in that? Like, where'd you get your shirt? So then I started doing outfit posts. So it kind of all just snowballed very naturally. And eventually one of my friends was like, so how many views do you get? And I told him and he was like, wait, that's like crazy. You need to do something with this. So he kind of pointed me in the right direction. He was like, you need to have your website designed and you need to have like a name. And so when I was coming up with the name, um, because it was about hair and I'm blonde, I really wanted blonde in it. And then at the time I was like, asking my roommates like what should I what should I call it what do you think would be fun they're like you're literally always barefoot amber like you walk into gas stations barefoot so you should make it the barefoot blonde and that's the, the rest is history. I love that I, I love yes. that there's actually like uh it's such personality in the name because sometimes people don't they just see it and I read it and I was like very curious like how was that name created but now I can actually completely visualize that I love that mm-hmm. and definitely you know when you started building it did you because a lot of content creators especially with your following it's sort of like it's it can be it's a you know it's a full-time job you can also earn a lot of um you know money through just being a full-time content creator but you didn't stop there you went on this journey to basically build a leading hair care brand which takes a whole new path a whole new risks a whole new you know it's a big it's a big journey to take on and when was this moment for you to decide okay I actually want to create I actually want to do the hair care brand that I always wanted to create, you know, and actually go ahead and make it. Yeah. Um, so it's a couple of things. It's been really tricky for me to navigate the influencer world because I love to create content and I'm very passionate about creating that content and having this community. But the part that is hard for me is having that tied with like my income because then Like, I don't want to look at my pictures and be like, oh, that didn't get a lot of likes or whatever. I don't want to have that type of mentality. But when you're providing for your family based off of that, it becomes really tricky. So I think I just wanted to kind of take the pressure off of me by adding more pressure somewhere else. (laughs) But like, I just didn't want to have the pressure specifically around social media because I don't think that's a healthy mindset for me. Um, I'm also just really passionate about creating brands. So creating brands is really fun for me and building communities is really fun for me. So I think I, A, it was to take the pressure off and B, I just love doing it. Well, no, I'm, I'm the exact same to be honest. And I also, uh, I mean, about a few years ago, a little anecdote from my side, but I was a micro influencer with my little 200,000 followers, but at that time was quite sufficient. And I remember I got my first corporate job in Estee Lauder and people were like, oh, but you know, like you could be just being an influencer and way more money. And I always said, but there's a lot of that pressure. And I think my mindfulness with social media was too tethered to like have all those risks of like income, 
my, you know, as you said, looking at analytics and feeling like, oh, everything has to be paid to make money. Or when do you find the balance of organic content, the paid content? It's a struggle, but also it's not very sustainable. So I think for me, I always went down that route of doing a bit of both um, where possible. And I think that's what you've done, which is, is, is honestly, it's a smart way. And social media, as you know, it's it's not sustainable. It's something that um, it's, you've got to really know when to play with it and when not to, because it's, it can be very dangerous. And before we go into day, did you find like social media for you became a little bit more like mentally, for example, like a bit toxic at times and a little bit like damaging to your own mental health or? Yeah. I mean, I've been on it for 10 years now, so I definitely have had periods where I've gone through that. And like the comparison game, I think I'm in a much better place now where I don't need to see someone post for example, like another mom, I don't need to see her post that her kids cried that day or threw a tantrum that day to know that they probably did that. So for me, I look at it, I take it with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Like I like to see inspiration and see positivity and the realness and authenticity, but I don't need to see all of those to know that they exist in people's lives. So I think people just need to take it for what it is. Like you see someone's life and assume it's perfect, but like it's not a healthy mindset to think like that. And it's also just not the truth. So I think you also have to separate the fact that, you know, yes, there are people who are sharing content, but you as a recipient of the content need to also put some of that burden on yourself to say, how am I mindfully consuming this content and not put the pressure on who's ever posting? Because it's also our job as the viewer to, take that with a pinch of salt or, you know, if we're feeling like down, muting that content or don't go on social media, because as you said, you've got lots of viewers and it's very hard to do that balance of like, there'll be some people who might message you and saying, don't share this every minute. You don't need to see that. And some people will be like, no, thank you for sharing. You're inspiring me. I have a family. I have three children. I don't know. You've given me inspiration to do my, you know, to be empowered in my day. And it's hard to find that balance between do I post for them or do I post for the others? And do I just do it for myself, which is a priority? And that's the most important. Exactly. No, it really is so hard to find that balance because especially with mom content, I felt like I had so many people who were like, you make everything look so easy and perfect. Please share more real stuff. But then when I would, people would be like, that's invading your kid's privacy. Like you shouldn't show this. So I've tried to find what works for us and try to, I try to leave the kids out of it mostly. Like I keep it mostly surface yeah. level. I try not to talk too intimately about their lives, yeah. um, but I'm fine posting photos. And I think that's a good balance for me. And then I try to talk about my personal struggles and not so much theirs. When I look at you on social media as a, as a viewer, I, I mean, I'm not a parent. I'm, I'm, I'm single. I'm far from it. But I am so inspired by your content. I think you find a really happy medium between all your types of audiences. So um, yeah, I think if you're not following Amber, you should, because I really love your social media and it's just so organic and, and real. But now I want to go into Day because yeah. I am obsessed with Day. Honestly, like uh, I always send like the content to my team and I'm like, you know, like, look at this for inspiration. What they're doing is so cool. You just know your brand, you know, your DNA, you know, your story. It's so cohesive in all your channels. And I just want to get straight into it. So first, 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 the name, where did they come from? Okay. So a few things with this, we were originally going to have the hair care brand be a part of our existing brand that is BFB which we sell hair extensions. But then as we started to kind of do very, very beginning stages of it, like really just kind of building out the business plan, I would tell people like, oh, I'm working on a hair care line um, for BFB. And they'd be like, oh, cool, um, hair care for hair extensions. And I'd be like, no, (laughs) not for hair extensions. It's for all hair. But I kept having to repeat that. So I was like, okay, if I have to keep repeating this to you know, just friends and family, I'm, it's going to be really hard to explain this to the masses. So went back to the drawing board, we were trying to come up with a name. And at that point, we got a a formula. And we knew we wanted to do the desert theme. So we were kind of going on that route using desert ingredients. Um, And then as friends and family were trying the product, everyone was like, oh my gosh, this shampoo is amazing. It's so cleansing. I feel like I can go an extra day in between washes. 
So I was like, that's so interesting. People keep saying that. I would really love to include day somehow in the name. And then, um, I don't know, just through brainstorming, um, a girl on our team was like, day, if we spell it D-A-E, could stand for dawn, afternoon, evening, all the times of day. We can be a part of their entire day and daydreamers. And it just like, it like went off from there. And we're like, oh, this is like too perfect. So <laughs> it all just came together really nice. It literally is the perfect name. And the fact that I was literally thinking like, they must have had, they must have paid so much for a creative agency. Like this is some, this is an insane name, but I love the fact that it was you guys, your team, it's so organic and just a meeting created this, you know, which I know will be a, a big brand worldwide. So I'm really, really, that's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, dawn, afternoon, evening. So true. It's such a good name. And also it does really take me to that whole desert inspired. And also, you know, you've got that D-A-E, the desert inspired hair. These words, these letters are all playing into this word. So it's just genius. Absolutely. I know it all came together really great. But yeah, we we don't still don't use a creative agency. Wow. It's just all internally. Okay, that's insane. That that is insane because yeah, your your graphics, your assets and and also just the the wording of your products. Yeah, like um the way you've done it is incredible. So really really kudos to your team. But actually that goes to my Thank that goes you. to my next question which is about how did you start then, you know, from concept and you know to grow your team as you know being at Sephora, which we'll talk about in a bit, but um, it does take a lot of effort, a lot of energies, a lot of, you need a lot of different things in the same motion going at the same time. So how did you build your team? So originally it was me and my brother-in-law and one other girl who we had over at BFE. So my brother-in-law works for BFE. He's the president of that company. Um, So naturally him and I kind of started working on this together we kind of just were using the BFB team Um, because again, originally it was going to be a part of BFB, but then when we switched, we kind of separated the teams a bit. So my brother-in-law Landon, he's still a part of the team. And then we hired one customer service representative to help us in the beginning. And it was really just us three up until September when we hired one girl for marketing and so now we have Lane in marketing, Kayla in customer service, and then me and Landon. And that's really it. We do have an intern who's going to be starting full time soon, but we are still a really, really small team. Amazing. Right now, we're currently trying to grow the team. I think we're all just so passionate about it that none of us mind wearing multiple hats and working on it all the time because we all just love it and also like selfishly it's like the best time to learn like it's like you know for me building a brand is the best school like I always say I could hire people but I also want to initially get involved all the the different areas because not only do you learn and hopefully make a bigger difference in your company and save costs but it is the best experience because once you learn and do it all, you'll then be stronger later and you won't, you might not get the chance again to not many people are fortunate enough to build more and more brands. So if you do get the chance to build a brand at the beginning, I think wearing as many hats as possible is the smartest thing to do. As long as it's not at the, you know, you want, you've got to make sure it's still helping the brand grow. You, you can't be, you can't, you know, if you need to hire people to make it go further, you know, you need to know when, because there's a point where there's that opportunity cost. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like we're at that point right now where we need to build out the brand, but we've been able to get by up until now and we've been self-funded. And so we sort of just had to keep it small. We honestly just didn't have the money to build out a team. No, I feel you. Same, same with us. We're self-funded and we're like a team of four or five people and it's the, it's the best starting point, but yeah, being both at Sephora, as you know, how quickly a brands can grow in their, with their presence and their mentorship. So it's about finding the right time. But then going to Sephora, so you you had this, did you launch from day one, uh, day one uh, at, <laughs> at Sephora or, or did you um, did you actually go a bit later? What was that journey like? Yeah, so Sephora had actually reached out years ago to carry BFBR extensions But extensions are so complicated, it's really hard to take them into retail. So I was really bummed, but ultimately we had to say no for a variety of reasons. But I basically told the team, I really want to launch a hair care um, line one day, so can we stay in touch? And when we got closer, we still didn't have a name or anything yet, but I flew out there, pitched the line, 
got fantastic feedback from them. Like it was one of the best meetings I've ever been in because you pitch your hair care line to friends and family and everyone's like, oh, it's great. This is amazing. You're going to kill it. And then it's really nice to get honest, thoughtful, direct feedback from someone. So the Sephora team did not hold back. They gave me really, really great direct feedback. And honestly, without that, I don't think our launch would have been quite as good. It was really helpful for me. So they were kind of with us as we were creating the brand, knew we wanted to launch it in there. And then we launched in January of 2020 and in March of 2020 in Sephora. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, that in the kitchen approach that they do, we come to take it for granted, both of us. Are, you know, we're very fortunate to be in those positions, but I think Sephora compared to really any retailer, they really nurture the brand. They think of it as their own and they really help you from product name to you know, future line, even to this date, even after being with them for a while, I'm sure they're just the best partners. And I think you probably had the same meetings with um, the, the amazing Elise and, and at that time Jessica and yeah, the whole marketing team. They're just fantastic. So, um, so great. They're amazing. Like yeah. A little family. So, so then with, with, um, you know, Sephora, we, are you kind of positioning it as a very US centric brand or do you have like a bit you know, ambitions to go global or step by step, because of course the team is still agile and small. What's your sort of visions? Yeah, we definitely want to take it global, but I think right now we're just really trying to find out who our customer is and build out that community. And um, so I'm fine with taking things a little bit slower. Um, I think there's a lot of benefit to taking things slower and taking global and doing it the right way. So I just want to be very thoughtful about how we're doing it and when we're doing it, but we definitely have plans too. Yeah. And, and such smart, smart thinking. Cause um, it, it's very, the minute you open up global, the minute more issues come and you've got to be ready for them and you've got to be prepared for them to come. Mm -hmm. And especially right now with the whole pandemic and issues with, uh, you know, right now freight and air freight, it's triples, you know, sometimes six times the price. So these are big hits to new businesses that does actually really stop them from going global from day one. But it's a bit hard, isn't it? Because on social media, you can't prevent your brand or influencers getting to a wider audience. So the amount of messages I'm sure you guys get is of other you know countries saying, when are you going to you know send it to us? I want it in this country. It's a bit hard, right, to find that balance. Yeah, it is really hard. We do ship internationally on dayhair.com. Oh, amazing. But it will be really nice when we can go global. But yeah, I think you do have to be really careful with it because if you do it and you're not prepared for that and it ends up not going as well as you had hoped, that can also be a really bad thing, especially if you plan to like raise money and, you know, that could pose a question like why did this not go well in this market yeah. and that will kind of make them question whether or not I can grow. So just being mindful about it. A hundred percent. And one thing also, when I see day and, and, you know, besides just beautiful products, you guys are so good at creating a sort of like a, a day community, a little universe from uh, things you've done, you know, the car fresheners to the, the keychain and the orders to the t-shirts, which are so cool. And then recently I've been obsessed with the, you did this horoscope thing at, at one point, which was amazing. And you have these stick-ons on the, on the showers. Can you tell us a bit about what these are and why you do this to create your community? Because these are things many brands don't do and they don't offer that extra, you know, service and, and thought to their customers. But you guys really are putting your customers first. Yeah, I mean, I think exactly like you said, I really want our customers to feel like we're putting them first. Not just say that, but like actually see that. Yeah. I am very big on self-help stuff. I always love reading self-help books and like, I don't know, I find a lot of joy in that. I feel like as I'm, you know, reading books and listening to podcasts and like learning all these things, I want to have these conversations with people about these topics. And so we launched the monthly mantras. I actually have one right here. Um, so they're little waterproof mantras. Um that go out free with orders placed on dayhair.com. But this month says, I am confident in myself and my abilities. So all of our content this month on my channel and Day's channel is about confidence. And on mine, I'm specifically talking about confidence as an introvert. And I'm actually a very shy person, like painfully shy sometimes. 
So kind of talking about being confident as a shy person and the monthly mantras kind of set the tone for what type of content we'll be talking about outside of just product. And they're just like little waterproof things. So you put a water droplet on the back and they stick right onto your shower. And it's just so nice because you, you know, you shower every day. And it's, so it's a little reminder every day that'll kind of remind you and like spark those thoughts in your mind that can hopefully set the tone for your day. I, I love that. And also people forget like shower meditations, like, you know, the minute we're in a shower, we have no phones, we have nothing. So it's actually a perfect moment to take that, you know, that little bit of self-care, you know, what read a mantra, breathe in deeply, even close your eyes and just enjoy the sounds of the water, cleansing of the body and just relax. And this is your intimate moment in the shower. So I think people, it's a, it's actually so cool. I've never really seen anyone, you know, you have these mantra cards, you have affirmation decks, but you never, I never see them in the shower. So I think that's so cool. So, so cool. I know we were really excited about it. And then we have shower meditations that you can play So the shower meditations coordinate with the monthly mantra. So last month, it was all about having an abundance mindset. So the shower meditation takes you through an abundance um, meditation. And then this one, we haven't released it yet. It'll come out in two days. And it's about like releasing the shame that a lot of us built up growing up um, that can then help you feel more confident. So I'm really excited about that shower meditation that we'll be launching. And, and do people find the shower meditation on, is it like a Spotify playlist or in dayhead.com? How do they find it? So you can just find it on our Instagram on IGTV. So you would just pull up your Instagram, play it on there and like set it next to your shower and just go through your routine. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Oh, love it. Love, love, love. So, I mean, this is perfect because I want to now get to know a bit more about you as a person, your kind of mindful routine. Uh, So this is the perfect segue to sort of what's like Amber's day like? And, you know, you're a mother of three. It's incredible how you can have all these hats on, not only just in your business, but also in your whole day. So we'd love to know um, what is it like? Yeah, a normal day for you. Yeah. I mean, every day is honestly very different um, because some days I'm more focused on work and then other days I'm like all about the kids and I'm with the kids all day. So I kind of go back and forth, but I always wake up before the kids, get my workout in, um, try to meditate and kind of do all the little things that I need to do, pack my son's lunch, um, get some of those things out of the way. And then my kids wake up and we have like a nice morning together. I usually try to take mornings very slow and just like sit around and be lazy with them and chat. And then the kids go off to school. I usually will work, play with my youngest daughter, Frankie, who's two. She's so freaking cute. And then um, (laughs) she's so fun. 
So we'll usually just play. Sometimes the kids will come to the office with me. Sometimes I work from home. It's kind of all over the place, but I have an incredibly amazing supportive husband who is like the best hands-on dad. And without him, I literally couldn't do any of this. So he's amazing. And we'll kind of go through our schedule and coordinate like who needs to be on kids and who needs to do work and who's going to run errands and, you know, just how are we going to get all this done? Cause we don't have a nanny or anything. Um, but yeah, so it's just the two of us trying to make it happen. <laughs> no, I, I love it. And I actually can visualize everything. Cause I, I, when I watch your stories, I, I see that incredible balance between, I see you in the, sh- in the, I don't know if it's right to say showroom office. Cause I also see the beautiful day showroom, but like I see, um, this and I see you at home and I see that perfect balance. And I'm always like, I need to message Amber. Um, how does she balance all? Oh, but I know in reality, it's very, you know, social media is just a, it's just a window of, of what you share, but I know it can be probably a lot harder at times too. So um, when it is in those moments where you're a little bit, you know, it gets stressful, you get those weeks or those days that people don't always get to see, or they sometimes get to see on social media, but you live through, how do you deal with that? Do you like go to your meditations, your mantras? What's your kind of way of, you know, stabilizing everything? Yeah. I mean, I'm the type of person where everything will be going so good. And then I almost have like a day where I'm just like, "Ah!" like everything's crazy. (laughs) So that usually happens like once a month around that time of the month. Honestly, (laughs) my husband will be like, okay, yeah. Like what's the date again? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, usually I'll have like a couple days each month where I'm like in a frenzy and I just need to like, usually I'll just like cry and vent to my husband and cancel things on my calendar and try to just take a easy reset day at home. Um, But yeah, I think that like people, I feel like we all kind of grew up thinking we had to always be doing something like you have to work nine to five. And if you're not, if you're taking naps in the day or whatever, like that's lazy. And so my husband and I are really trying to show our kids like, that you can mold your day however you want. You can work in the morning and take the afternoon off and then work again at night. Like you can decide how you want to work and how you want to structure your day. And if you want to take a nap, that can actually be an incredibly productive thing to do because then you'll take a nap, feel so much better and get so much more done. So we're just trying to like break those. Cause before I felt so guilty taking a nap and now I'm like, okay, if I need a nap, my body is telling me I need to rest, like go rest and come back and get it all done. You know, it's so important to, especially to say this a for, you know, to your children, because I feel like you're really educating them on maybe, you know, we brought up, especially with social media and society kind of thinking that was the norm. Um, and now it's so nice to see, you know, not just your children, but also your friends, your family, anyone at any point that it's okay to to have those moments it's okay to have those days it's more than okay it's needed you know and um, I mean just on Saturday I, I had a really horrible week last week and I literally on Saturday was sitting on the couch for like seven hours not moving with my dog kind of like trapping my dog saying you're not leaving <laughs> you're staying with me and sometimes I'm watching tv and sometimes I'll just like close the tv go to sleep and I was like don't ever think this I know I have a lot of stuff to do and the answer was maybe like you know not to like initially I had so much stress because I have things to do, but I was like, I need a day to reset and it's for me, mm-hmm. no one else. And I think it's so important and not overthink it. So I love the fact that you, you're being open. Yes. That's the important part is like resting, but not feeling guilty for resting. Cause otherwise you're not resting. Like you have exactly. to truly just be like, I deserve this. I deserve to rest. I am worthy of rest and that's end of story. And then like not think about anything else. Exactly. And even like that whole mindset of, I kind of always relate it to like um, having a, a treat or like a, like a, like let's say you're having an ice cream. You don't want to spend the next day guilt tripping yourself on the ice cream. Instead, you know, work out then the next day, have the motivation to be like, cool, I'm going to propel myself. And that's what, you know, we do as also as founders and as, just people who think like this, when we have those moments, those days, it kind of also fuels us the next day to not progress on the past, but go for the future. Exactly. I think that's so important. Um, mm-hmm. So in terms of now, like, would you say uh, with the pandemic and everything, has that, you basically like us as well, with Fable and Maine, you've launched the brand during a pandemic and you've been at home mainly. Uh, were you before like a travel addict where you're traveling around us and the world or were you always more um at home 
as a person? We are addicted to travel. We love it so much. We always have, honestly. Um, that was a big reason why David and I connected was because we both love to travel. Um, and that's also how we knew we wanted to marry each other because I left for France for the summer and we like missed each other so much. Mm. And that when I was gone was when we were like, okay, we know we want to get married. Um, so we both love traveling and our kids have been to like, I don't know, 25 countries or something. So we love to travel with our kids. It's like one of our favorite family activities. Um, but that being said, it was really nice actually to just kind of like rest at home and really take advantage of having that routine. Because I think that's something I've tried to work on the last couple of years is I am a very ambitious soul. So I always feel like I have to be like on to the next thing. Like, what can I do next? And it is nice just to take time to like rest and enjoy the little things like eating cereal in the morning and like, I don't know, finding your routine and finding joy in that routine. So I think it was a really good growing year for us where we got to look internally more and kind of work on ourselves and just, I don't know, take it slow and love our routine. No, I, I, I'm, I, I feel like the more we speak, the more I'm like, I'm seeing myself a bit. Like I'm an introvert, if I can say so. It's always weird to kind of say what you are. And people are always like, yeah, but look at your social media. You're so confident. I'm like, yeah, I'm ambitious. I can be confident. That has nothing to but do with it. Do. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, exactly. it's also like, it's who I was growing up. Like I was that person in school where I would just like be in the background. And I was just was always like happy being in the background. And with social media, similar to yourself, I'm sure it just naturally allowed us to be more in the foreground but via this social media kind of uh, screen and I'm very grateful I'm sure you are too of the fact that it has enabled us to get more confident you know public speaking getting out there showing ourselves but you're still going to be that introvert inside but I love the fact that you love traveling because I'm a travel addict do you have I don't know if you have the same but like do you do you like count a track of every country and then do you have like a list of like you want to see the world by you know just see it will tick off different new countries is that something you do yes I'm I literally have like Airbnb boards where I'm like we need to go to this Airbnb I have like road trips through Mexico fully planned out like the full itinerary I don't even know when we'll do that but eventually we'll do this road trip yeah um so that's like one of my favorite pastimes is just like laying in bed and planning itineraries and I don't know, like coming up with like, okay, when the kids are 16, we'll go move to Australia. And when the kids are like, (laughs) I don't know, I'm just like all over the place. But I I think it's so good to just have like, A, like have plans, but also taking it as you, we have to now with the whole pandemic, taking it step by step. But I love planning and and it, it gets you excited for what's to come. And I think it's so important, but we'll definitely need to like share sometimes itineraries because if you need anything in Europe, Iceland is one of my favorite places, Japan, Asia, I have the best itineraries I've made. What, at one point I was planning, yes, we need to share, we need to share. And I want to know the Mexico one, cause I'm definitely dying to go to Mexico soon. Um, for, um, it's a kind of with COVID I'm looking at where it's open for them from the UK. So it's, uh, definitely, but you, so you, I, I honestly want to go on to, you, you said you went to, to Paris for a bit. So did you, um, ever have like, a? did you ever want to live abroad for a couple of years or was it like something that was, yeah, or you know, now you even said potentially about Australia. Like, is there something? Is there a place you're dying to to live or visit for a longer period? Yeah, our goal as a family that we always talk about with our kids is taking a year or maybe two years and going and traveling and living different places. So, either six months in four different countries throughout two years, or one year and do um, three months in each country. So I don't know. We'll see what we end up doing, but we definitely want to do that. Our kids love traveling too, because I think it helps when you just like throw them into that. Like our son, I think he went to his first country and he was like three months old. I took him to Europe while my husband was in law school and we went to like four different countries or something. Um, but he's always just loved traveling and they just know the routine. They know exactly what to expect and they I don't know. They're just really good at it. They know what to anticipate. So, um, yeah, we definitely talk about that as a family a lot. I love it. And also, like, uh, I think it's so important um, to have your children uh, like see as many countries as possible. The fact that you said they visited over 20 countries already and even potentially live in a place for a longer period, because 
for me, I think that's the best education in life is seeing multicultures, different countries. Um, some people, you know, say, oh, no, stay in one place. How can you move around? But I'm like, no, like the best is we live in this one world. Such a shame that we just stay in one place and not see the beauty of this whole world that we live in. And I think the pandemic has hopefully inspired a lot of people who've now been forced to stay in one place to realize um, yeah. and look at social media and see all these other places around the world. Uh, a lot of people are putting, you know, travel throwbacks and I'm just like making my list of like, gotta see this, gotta see this, gotta see this. But obviously it's, it can be expensive. It's not easy to travel, but hopefully now people have saved up. I think it could be a good moment to, to tick off those lists, those lists. I mean, it can be expensive, but like, I mean, I, was like a broke college student and went to Fiji for a summer. I fundraised all the money. It was a service trip. So there are things you can do like that. Or I went out to, I lived in France for a summer and nannied. So that was kind of the exchange was I got to live with the family. They paid me to watch their kids. And so that's how I was able to afford it. Um, And there's also like, you can go live on a farm somewhere and do free labor in exchange for staying there. So there's a lot of really cool options. And I also think it's so fun to travel when you don't have money. Like some of my favorite experiences have been when my husband and I were like, so broke in Italy, trying to find a piece of land that we can pitch our tent in and then cooking ramen over like a little, like we were, it was so scrappy and so fun. And so, yeah, you definitely have to be scrappy with money, but you don't have to have a lot of money. Uh, It's such a good advice. It's so true. And there's always a way and it just might take a bit more time or a bit of like planning, whether it's volunteering or getting a part-time job somewhere and then funding it as it goes. Um, But I think, yeah, I think it's actually a very good idea. And especially I think today there are so many creative ways to fundraise and to get involved and and visit the world. So definitely taking advantage of that is important. Uh, Before we we wrap Mm -hmm. up soon, I do, I do, I will, will, I'll really get annoyed if I don't ask this question because I didn't ask it, but can you tell us a bit about the extensions company? Cause I just want to know how that was created and um, what that business was like, because that's super fascinating. Yeah. So we still have it. Um, The company is five years old. So Originally, like I've always just loved extensions because I feel like it's so fun. It can just transform your whole look. Like I can go from having short hair one day and then a long, massive Elsa braid the next. Like I just think it's so fun and allows people to be so much more creative, especially if you don't have like luscious, naturally thick hair. Um, so I've always been obsessed with extensions and I collabed with a few hair extension companies and they would tell me how well it did and they'd want to work together again. And then I'm like, wait, if this is doing so good, why don't I just launch my own? So honestly, like you said, launching a brand is the best education on how to launch a brand. I learned so much from it that I was just so excited for all of the knowledge that I learned from that experience. And I think that was a big reason why I felt so compelled to launch day was I just had all these things that I wanted to do again, but do it more in like an educated way, I guess, or coming from experience. Um, So yeah, it definitely helps with the second. I think also for people who are listening that are thinking about creating a brand, I think there's two best advice I would give is A, you'll never be ready until you do it. Like it's that beginning, that journey is where you learn, you make the mistakes from day one and you'll keep on making mistakes to the present. And that's normal. It's how you kind of overcome them and kind of pass them and make them into your successes. But also it's about sometimes having some playgrounds. I always say like with social media, people ask, oh, I want to, how do you become an influencer? And I say, oh, how do I get better at digital? And I say, make a playground for yourself, you know, you can multiply it, like, you know, make a, like a lemonade stand, right? That's the most basic business idea that people have been taught since they were very ch- young children. Like, here's some money, here's some lemonade, make it multiply. And whether you have $100 funding for your first business or a million dollars funding, that's still lessons you can learn in building a brand. So I think that's super important uh, for anyone listening. And uh, and as you said, you built one brand, you can build a second brand. And those knowledges from the first, there's everything you learned from the first brand, I'm sure helped a lot with day uh, in your second brand, right? Oh, yeah. It's amazing what you can learn. And just also learning, like I was so excited for the launch of our first company. But to be totally honest, I had not thought about like the day to day, like a year from launch, like how am I still running this company? 
who's sending out the orders, who's doing like all the logistical things I really didn't think about. I think I got so caught up in like the excitement of building and launching. And um, so even just kind of figuring out those like little details was so helpful for me and understanding like what the day-to-day grind looks like. Definitely. So last question before we go to the fire round questions, I ask every single guest this is um, to travel for us, which is so great. Is Imagine it's opening up. I think it is, but hopefully it's going to properly open up. But TSA is being a right pain. They're saying, Amber, you can only bring one product. And, you know, you're obviously going to bring your one product from day because you want to travel with it. But what is that one product you think is your go-to product from day hair? Oh, that's a great question. I would probably say the leave-in, actually. It's so versatile. Like, it has the heat protection, so I love that part of it. I also love that it conditions like sometimes if I want like a beachier field, use just shampoo, get out and then comb through my hair and put our leave in on. Um, and that'll kind of give me more volume. But yeah. And then if you also put it on at the beach, it's so detangling and you can scrunch your hair easier, almost use it like a wave spray. So honestly, I would probably say that just because you can use it so many different ways. Although that is a very hard question. I know it's a hard one. I mean, I, I love your quickie <laughs> for hair royalty. So like it is a, it's a tricky one, but I think, you know, yeah. <laughs> definitely maybe both of those. You what would yours be? Mine, it would be, because it's, so it's interesting because if I was going to choose one from Fable and Maine, currently we've actually only really launched products that are like meant to be washed out. So as a kind of a day-to-day product, um, I really just love our tea we've made, which is this tiger tea. Uh, it's, this like 3D printed turmeric drop and it's just what I drink every day. So I think it sounds odd. I would take my tea because I'm just a, I love tea. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to try that. I mean, I'll send you some like, yeah, you have to, um, yes, let me know if you like that it. sounds amazing. Um, no, so let's now finish with some fire round questions. I'm, uh, really excited to hear your answers to this because I'm sure you'll have some really good insights. Um, so first is, what's another beauty brand or, um, yeah, like a wellness brand that you love? Um, I really love what Gold is doing. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Gold with, with an e. e. Yeah, I think it's Gold. Gold E, Gold. Yeah. I really love just all of their packaging, their content. I love seeing their ads pop up in my feed. I just think it's really beautiful. Um, um, what's, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? A guilty pleasure. I mean, I love just like staying up late and eating candy and watching shows. Like the other night, I rewatched Legally Blonde. I hadn't watched it since like junior high. <laughs> and I just ate candy and cookies and laid in bed. And it was so fun. Love that. So I love just like, yeah, my husband goes off and plays video games with his friends and I sit and just like have a party by myself. Love that. <laughs> that is so, so good. Um, what are you currently reading or watching? So right now I'm actually reading, um, oh, what's the title of it? It's about Adam Newman and WeWork. Okay. I think it's called <gasps> Billion Dollar Loser. Oh, cool. Have you read it? No, I, I'm going to check it out. I didn't know like all that went into the rise and fall of WeWork, but um, it's fascinating. So I'm reading that. um, What else did I start? I think just that right now. Amazing. Okay. I want to check that out. I, uh, I need a new read, but that, that sounds actually, I love these kind of entrepreneurial stories, but then you, you know, you think, you know, but you don't know until you, you you read more about it. And it's just fascinating. Some of these stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's your favorite social media platform right now? Honestly, TikTok, like in the last week, I've gotten really into TikTok. And yeah, I was trying to figure out how I was going to balance Instagram and TikTok. And I feel like I've kind of found like how I want to manage both. So I'm very into TikTok right now. No, TikTok, I absolutely agree. I think a few months ago, I was like, not sure, don't understand it. I'll just stick to Instagram. I'm not, I feel like it's too Gen Z's or Gen, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I don't get it. But I think, did you have that meeting probably Sephora was like, TikTok, go on TikTok. It's all about TikTok for the brand. And actually (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm going on TikTok. And then since that, I'm now obsessed with TikTok. So I blame Sephora for my TikTok obsession. (laughs) I know, (laughs) but it really is so fun. And I don't know. I like that it brings out like a different side of me on social media. Definitely. And it's very refreshing. So no, I agree. And last question, if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, what would you be? Um, I would probably still be doing hair to some capacity. Um, or I would love to have a marketing 
um, firm where I help companies with their marketing and building the brand in those beginning stages. Amazing. Well, yeah, I think the great thing is, is in life, as you said, like, you know, you can do many things in different stages. So who knows what's to come? I mean, I'm sure, well, Sex asked me five years ago, I was studying engineering. Little did I think I would own a hair care brand as a coder. So anything is possible. So yeah, very, very cool. Well, Amber, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to have you on this podcast. Uh, always such a delight to speak to you. You're honestly one of the most real and genuine people I've met. And um, from day one, since we connected, it's just been an absolute joy to call you a friend and also to see how day is just growing each and every day. I'm a huge fan and I wish you all the success with the brand. Where, where can people find you and, and day on socials? So I'm at Amber Fillerup on Instagram. Fillerup is my last name. It's Danish. <laughs> People always ask. And then at Day Hair is our company on Instagram. So there or amberfillerup.com is my blog. Guys, you need to try Day's products. Honestly, the smell is just enough to just like get you. Like you could just smell it oh, all day. So good. You guys need to make a perfume, please, because it's so good. <gasps> Well, maybe let's are, see what's maybe. coming. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'll be the yeah. first to gift it to all my friends because I love it. Honestly, it's so good. Oh, you're the best. Well, honestly, one thing I love about you is that like you talk about collaboration over competition, but I feel like you actually really like walk the walk too, which is really respectable because I feel like a lot of people say that and then don't actually like show that in their actions. So. Anyway, I have a lot of respect for you. You're amazing. No, thank you. Well, when the pandemic's over and we're traveling, we'll hopefully even do a really crazy travel one day and see each other. Probably jumping off, uh, skydiving or something in Fiji. Yeah. <laughs> That'll probably be us. I love it. <laughs> well, thanks, Amber. I love um, it. We'll speak very soon. And thank you again for being on this podcast. Really appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable and Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.